If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to the show. Today is Sunday, December 2nd, 2012, and my name is Steve. I am, as always, joined by my two co-hosts, Hammy. How are you? <laughs> my God, it's been forever. It has been forever. I'm good, Stevie. I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to jump Kurt's story, if he has one, and <laughs> say that um, we went on a cruise a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, which was fun. It was our first cruise. But so within like the first three hours of the cruise, I see fellow guest Leo Mazzoni on the ship. Nice. So Leo's on the ship. And seriously, like I saw him twice in the first couple hours. He was always surrounded by a big group of people. Um, you know, because I expected that at some point I'd be able to go up to him and try to get him on the show. Because right. he has spurned our advances in the past. Um and I never saw him the rest of the five days, which was kind he of He hid from you. He did. He knew you were coming. He, he sensed, saw you. He sensed me. He got a whiff. Yeah, exactly. A desperation. He spent the entire five days in his room. <laughs> well, that's where all the action is on those cruises. Um, <laughs> in Leo Pizzoni's room? <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the only, one, the only one, his room. I'm trying to move on from that, yeah. Um, Sorry. The one thing that I – and maybe you guys had heard this or he'd mentioned it before, but I never heard it. He has a tattoo on one of his arms that's in the shape of a pennant that says 14 straight in it. Nice. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that's, re- that's really the end of my Leo story since I never saw him again. <laughs> did, it, did it have an asterisk that said, and only one World Series? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, you know, I didn't get that close. That could have been, <laughs> been the fine print. Uh, Curtis, how are you? Um, you know, just uh, suffering through another massively disappointing sporting event that I was closely associated with. So, the dogs it was that that one once again. I keep thinking, well, nothing will outdo that loss by one of my teams, but that one was pretty brutal. Yeah, it was. You know. Uh- you know, I, I'm, I'm a Georgia fan as much as I am just because I want good stuff to happen for the teams here. Um, but, it, yeah, it was – I found it crushing. It I mean, was for crushing. that last play and to just have to watch the clock run out after they should have spiked the ball. I mean, just the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. it was heartbreaking. It really it, it was. Yeah. The funny thing was to turn over the Georgia Tech game and figure that they're just going to get totally blasted and them for them to have a chance to somehow miraculously pull out a game that they too lost. But obviously nothing on the scale of of the Georgia game. And, it, you know, that's as far as like massive losses. I mean, that's like a game seven loss to me. I mean, that was that's as big a game as our local teams have played in a long time not saying that they would have beaten notre dame um but, but I, think I think they would have they would have had a pretty good shot and um you know it's just being a georgia grad and being a georgia fan and having witnessed in my life 
virtually every other of my hated SEC rival teams win at least one, <laughs> if not multiple, national championships. And us never to even have played for one. And of course, the irony is in 1980, I hated Georgia because I was a, I grew up a huge Georgia Tech fan and I hated them and they won the national championship to spite me back then. So that's now to spite you just haven't even gotten there since. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, Hammy, you got anything? I got nothing. I got a lot of Christmas. It's Christmas everywhere I turn. That's about it. Getting ready for Christmas. Nothing exciting though. All right, no, that was that was very exciting. Don't sell that, <laughs> that short, Hammy. I think you know what I say. We just end, we end the show right there. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> All right, before we it's get started, yes, uh, everyone, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and to keep up with everything going on with the show and the website, follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and on Facebook. All right, guys, in tonight's show, it's all about the off-season moves. And, you know, we figured, um, whatever it was, Monday or Tuesday, that this would be a one-subject show. Uh, yep. But then the Braves gave us another gift. So, um, you know, obviously we've got to talk about B.J. Upton signing and the trade of Tommy Hansen out of nowhere. Uh, but let, let's, so, you know, let's start in chronological order. We'll start with B.J., certainly the bigger impact move. Um and let's just start here, Hammy. Are you in favor okay. of the move? Are you in favor that BJ is now a Atlanta Brave? Um, I am, with some reservations, but overall, I'm very excited um, by the Upton deal and uh, much in favor of it. Um, I'm glad we made the move early. Uh, I think that it's it's exciting. I mean, we grabbed a great center fielder that we've got locked down for a while, um, a big piece that we were missing, and uh, I'll take Upton. I will take Upton. I'll start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curtis, how about you? I, Well, I, yeah, I, see, I saw some of your tweets, but... Um, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm glad they went out and did something. I, I was not excited about the prospects of re-signing Bourne, frankly. Um, I think he showed that... Um, he was a liability in the second half, the two seasons he played for us, which is really when we needed him. And I think he wanted too much money. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that they went out and did something, and I'm glad they did it and were, uh, you know, aggressive in doing so. Um, I think they perhaps paid him too much money, maybe. Um, I, You know, I, I just – looking at his stats, I, I just uh, – you know, I, I, I guess – but that's where the – that's where the market is now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm in favor of it. I just I, I, I think that they're hoping that he lives up to his career season, and obviously as a Braves fan, so am I. Yeah, you know, I hate yeah. that the money sort of enters the equation for me. Like, if it was five years, 12 a year, I think I would have nothing but good feelings about it. The 5 and 15, it feels like we overpaid you know, and, and, you know, makes me sort of question what did we really get more? Um, you know, 2008, right, uh, Kurt, what you were referring to is his career best season. You know, he had his career best average of 273, career best OBP of 383, um, career high in walks, career low in strikeouts. But since that 2008 season, his strikeouts have increased every year, his walks have decreased. You know, on the other hand, his slugging percentage in home runs have increased every year. 
um, you know, uh, with with the high mark in 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 2012 of 28 homers. But do we want you know a 250 hitter who's going to hit 25 home runs? Dan I mean, Ugla. Do we want another Dan Ugla? God, if, da- if Dan Ugla was 250 and 25, we'd be happier. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, so I, I, I didn't mean to derail your your lot your your subject line, there, but you know it's what I mean. True. Like it, yeah. it, you know, it's it's not quite ugly. I mean, ugly was worse than that. Um, but yeah, do, do we want what ugly should be? Right. I guess. But I mean, he's you know the, 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 these some of these seasons. I mean, 2010 he batted 237. Mm-hmm. You know, he batted 243, about 246. I mean, it just seems like we have a lot of guys in our lineup that can very healthily go out and bat 241 for us. And it seems like, I mean, should should a guy who the last four seasons, and I know that people get hung up that batting average isn't an important number and things like that. Well, it's still a number. It's still part of the equation. Um, right. And he batted 241, 237, 243, 246. Now, if you had told me, at some point that a guy that did that four years in a row would now be the guy who has got the highest contract in the history of the Atlanta Braves. Isn't that crazy? You know, it just seems a little bizarre to me because it seems like um, there's some Andrew Jonesian stuff about what he's doing. Um, you know, with the with the higher strikeouts, the more power, but almost sacrificing uh, hits and and. OBP for trying to hit it 400 miles. So um, yeah, I, mean, I hope that maybe he takes a different approach when he gets to Atlanta. They're, obviously, the the trop is a is a more pitcher friendly park. Um, so. And just got to be a dreadful place to play. Sure. And how much does that yeah. affect you, your stats? You would think it affects him negatively. And he said, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys went back and watched the um, his press conference, but he said all the right things about. You know, he needs to cut down his strikeouts and, um, you know, get his his walks up and that kind of stuff. So, you know, he's thinking the right way. And certainly the the you know, I I, I think that the Braves staff, as we saw last year, can really instill a good hitting philosophy of patience. You know, I was excited by his press conference because he's excited to be here, too, you know. Just like the whole Hayward welcoming and like just him feeling apart and him being won over from the second he met with Ren. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it was great. I think it's, I think he could be a change of scenery guy. Um, it's exciting. I think it's exciting. I agree. I agree. And, and, and I'm, you, you have to hope for all those things because frankly, with the way the Braves have to conduct themselves, they, they can't afford for him to not, Perform. But it is it is a backloaded contract. So like we're only paying him twelve million next year, and then you know well, there's a three million signing bonus. But the back like his fifth year is seventeen million or something like that. So I don't know. So yeah, he, be- he better be good in five years. Well, there's some cushion this year, and you know maybe we move him down the line if we need to, but not have to eat as much of that salary overall. Right. I mean, if you've got he and Ugla, and if Ugla continues to perform as he has, and Upton, you know, performs kind of on the level that he's done, but then starts to drop off as he gets older, that's a lot of money tied up in guys. But I, I don't, let's, let's stay positive. Let's, let's hope for good things that when yeah. he comes in here, he's, uh, I mean, we, you know, I, I, I think back to Javi Vasquez and how much I totally destroyed that that move and how 
how amazing he was when he came over here. And frankly, his numbers, his, his career numbers were, were pretty pedestrian. So, and not saying that Upton's are in any case, but, um, you know, let's just wait and see. Sometimes it is a change of scenery. Maybe he will be really excited about playing here. So I think change of scenery is a good segue into the next concern, at least yep. that I have some, which is, you know, how worried are you guys about his reputation for taking plays off or being a bad clubhouse guy, all that stuff that happened? Kurt, how about you? Well, you you sent the video of he and the fight, whatever it was, with Longoria. And, you know, I read something, and, it, you know, the Braves spent a lot of time talking to a bunch of people down in Tampa, players and scouts and, and coaches and stuff like that, front office people before that. I mean, it seems like they really did their due diligence to make sure that they weren't getting Kenny Lofton again. Um, yeah, I, I, but, I would say that Wren went out of his way in that press conference to talk about what a good clubhouse guy he was going to be. Yeah, but you, the play that, that Longoria got irritated with him, to say the least, he was not running. You know, I, yeah, I, he I, was heard some, I heard someone say, oh, it's like Andrew Jones. And, you know, Andrew would make such a good play on a ball that sometimes it seemed like he wasn't hustling. But he, you know, knew exactly where he needed to be and whatever kind of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, and, and for, just, just to step back a second, for those who don't know exactly what we're talking about, in 2010, they were playing the Diamondbacks, and a guy hit a, a ball into the gap um, in left center, and and B.J. Upton really just loafed it to get to the totally, ball at, at right. the wall. And, it, and what really probably should have been a double ended up being a triple. And when the, the inning ended, he went back to the dugout, and Evan Longoria got in his face, and they had to be, you know, kept apart because I mean it got really heated, really fast. Whatever Evan Longoria said to B.J. Upton, I mean B.J. Upton like kicked him off. Yeah, he did not enjoy one bit. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I was doing some more research on because I, I didn't remember exactly what all this stuff was. So he was benched twice by Madden in 2008 for not hustling. And then there was the fight with Longoria in 2010. I couldn't find any other things. It seems worrisome. You know, on the other hand, this was, you know, the last incident seemed to be 2010. Um, You know, all the articles about the 2008 stuff, Madden always came out to say that he was, you know, he appreciated the feedback and was really contrite and he's a great kid and, you know, all this stuff. Now, Madden, of course, is sort of a master... um, you know, with right. the media and, and I think with his players as well. So you don't know exactly what the story was. Um, but, you know, I the Braves don't deal with bad clubhouse guys well. I think that we've seen these last two seasons, the September collapse in 2010 or whatever, 2011 notwithstanding, that the, the sum of the parts and the great clubhouse really goes a long way with this organization. It does. It does. Well, but I and, think and that I we have say- enough of a... We have enough of a core now of leadership that I think it um, it can you know he will not overpower it. I think that there's good young leadership that he can relate to and enjoy a fresh start. You know he came up in Tampa Bay, so he never he you know he's sort of gone through a lot at a very early age and um, you know maybe made bad decisions or just not got didn't get into a good place and maybe he just needs a fresh start. Uh, and a different perspective, different coaching, a different voice. Yep. You know? So, I don't know. I'm excited. I mean, I think the Braves are better off. It was one of the best moves they could have made this off season for what they needed. It was certainly a big, sexy free agent signing, which we don't get a lot of round these parts. 
Yeah. You know, and so in, in that regard, it was very exciting. And I'll certainly be more excited as spring training comes. Um, yeah, he's just, you know, yeah. <laughs> there, 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 there are some elements of his game that I, I wish weren't there on paper anyway. Well, and, and, uh, and obviously the recent history of Frank Wren free agent signings has not been so glorious either with Derek Lowe and KK and whoever else I'm not thinking of. But uh, Levon Hernandez. Yeah, Levon. <laughs> Yeah. Ugly we'll was a trade. Ugly was a trade. Obviously, favorite. they signed him to an extension, so you're kind of saddled with that one as well. So, so Kurt, you said that you're glad that we didn't re-sign Bourne. Hammy, how about you? I mean, the conventional wisdom is that Bourne will get more money and and maybe another year. So, would you have done Bourne? You know, at at eighteen a year and six, which is my guess at what he's going to get. No. Yeah, me nope. neither. I'm so, more excited by Upton. Where does Bourne go now? Because the Phillies signed Denard Span, which we'll get to in a little. I'm sorry, the Nationals the Nash- signed Denard Span. He goes we'll to, to the Phillies. Does he go to the Phillies? Yeah. I mean, is it the Phillies so, are about absolutely. it now? Yeah. Well, we'll see if the Giants lose Pagan. He can go there. Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's right. I bet they keep Pagan. He'll be a lot cheaper than than Bourne will. I think Bourne's. I think Bourne's. Might be in some trouble with some of these other moves that have been made. Uh, to see if in, in his age, I mean, to try and get a six-year deal. I, I, you know, I was talking to someone, and I, for, I apologize, I forget who it was, but they were just talking about how this kind of this the a the a the age of steroids really impacted these 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 contracts because people before you would never sign these guys that were this this age for these long six-year contracts i mean there's just no way that guys at this later stage of their careers would be getting these long-term deals but because of the steroids that people were able to play you know i mean barry bonds he gets more home runs in his 40s than he did in his entire career up to that point so there's almost this jaded uh sense of reality as far as the guys can continue to play that long and now that they're not using steroids they're getting these deals and they're they're you know they're hitting a wall as when they normally should as opposed to in the past when they were abnormally playing much longer so do so, you guys think Bourne doesn't get five years or more i think somebody might pay him for five years and i think you're right about maybe the money being that high but i i it's just yeah. i think he's his suitors are are certainly dwindling because mm-hmm. if hamilton's right and and san francisco resigns pagan um then you know who is he down to um the, the phillies, phillies and... yeah i mean and, and there's not a lot of i mean you know there are obviously teams that that have some cash to spend, but do they want, I mean, do the Cubs really want to take on, is that a situation where they want to take on, I don't even know what their center field situation is. I apologize. Maybe they have a center fielder, but would they be, you know, I mean, obviously they've got a lot of money just as an organization. So do they want to do something like that? Yeah. It doesn't seem smart for, if the Rangers, if the Rangers lose Hamilton, do they go and get born? You know? Yeah. That is a possibility. I bet the Phillies sign him. Well, I would really love that because the day that we signed B.J. Upton, some Phillies fan tweeted us, thanks for keeping us from signing B.J. Upton. But he was also that same guy because you you and I were doing dueling tweets with him. But uh, 
But he was saying, you know, I, you, I think you tweeted something back about, oh, and thanks for taking Bourne off her hands. Enjoy the second half with him or something yeah, like yeah, that. Exactly. And, he, and he was saying that whoever this person is, I mean, you know, he's some tweeter that's a Phillies fan, but he was saying that uh, there's not much. I mean, I know, Ham, you said before, but he was saying that there's not much static at all right there up there right now about Bourne being signed by the Phillies. So you'll have to report back after you go there again, see what the yeah. Bourne talk is. Stupid. Although I'm right. sure, I can't imagine they're they're getting much past the Eagles in sports topics right now. <laughs> right. All right, so guys, where do you hit Upton in the lineup? Hammy? Um... Fifth, maybe. All right, do 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 you have a lineup in mind? I, I, I yeah. Um, he's not my leadoff guy. I don't know if I like our leadoff. Um, the leadoff. Guy. I don't think Simmons is ready. I don't okay. like that pressure on Simmons. But so. So you want to assume whoever's coming next is leading off? I would hope for now, and then Prado is holding out on Victorino still. <laughs> Prado. Hayward, Freeman, and then um, Upton. And then Ugla. I don't know. Maybe you mix it around. Maybe you swap Upton and Hayward depending on lefty-righty. Yeah. Curtis, how about you? Uh, mine's pretty similar. Whoever lead off, Prado, Hayward, Freeman, up to Upton, Upta. Um, Upton, McCann, when he comes back, Ugla, Simmons, pitcher. That's what I had. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty exciting lineup when you look at it. You know, new guy Prado Hayward. I would put Upton in the cleanup spot at least to start. Um, you know, Freeman, Mack, Ugla, Simmons. It's a. You really don't get a break unless Ugla right. and Mack are you know 2012 versions, but um, <laughs> or 2011 versions. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it is a stout lineup. You know, it's ex- it's an exciting lineup. There's well, potential. it's one of those things, once again, where it's one of those things where it's like, God, if it could all hit at the, you know, literally right. and figuratively, if it could all hit at the same time, that'd be a hell of a lineup. Yeah. All right, so guys, you know, what? one of the other trade targets um, that's been, you know, talked about the last few weeks is Denard Spann, who went to the Nats. So, you know, he's much cheaper, right? He's getting... Uh, 4.7 and 13, 6.5 and 14, a 9 million club option and 15. Um, would you have rather gotten him instead of Upton in a trade? Curtis? Um, I don't know that uh, instead of, um, but maybe in conjunction with somehow um, in a perfect world. Um, no, I, I mean, I think I'll, I can live with Upton. Um you know, I, so, it certainly no. would have been exciting to get him to be our left fielder. Yeah. You know, there's there's no doubt, and it seems like because you got to figure the Braves wanted him. I mean, he's a perfect leadoff guy. He's a good complement to the slugger we got in Upton, and he's a you know high on base guy, low strikeout guy, lots of doubles. I mean, he's you know he's kind of Michael Bourne in that way, right? Um, and pretty cheap compared to what we just did with Upton. Um, but they took the Nationals' number one pitching prospect, who's like six eight. You know, he's one of those new giant pitcher types, um, gigantic that is. And you know, you, I, I, I mean, I'm just assuming they wanted him over Tehran or Delgado. I, I would think they would have offered one of those two guys. 
Sure. Well, and there's a and the, and the sorry, real quick. No, ML, yeah. MLB trade rumors is is linking Grinky potentially to the Nationals Yeesh. as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's no good. Hold right out and say Oops. that. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how serious that is. That's that is serious. Yes. Excuse um, me. <laughs> all right, so guys, the other big news this week was that Tommy Hansen was <laughs> traded um, to the Los Angeles Angels for uh, righty bullpen arm flamethrower Jordan Walden. So, Hammy, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy were you to hear this news? Or unhappy, you know. Um, I was more happy to hear it than not to hear it. Or, you know, than if it not happened. Like, I, I think, I'm, you know, I like Tommy... Um, and he's certainly given us a lot of good seasons and wins, but I think where he was last season, um, I don't know. I think for the long term, with the assets that we have, he was definitely expendable, and I'm glad that we got for him in return. Um, and I think um, I'm glad it opens up a spot for somebody to uh, step up between um, Delgado or Tehran or any of those, you know. Right. Beachy comes back, so, um, and I think you know um, there were some question marks with Venters last year, and you know O'Flaherty was hurt for a while, so to have someone who might be able to step in that rotation, set up Kimbrel, be a part of that, um, I'm all for that. That's how we win. Yeah, and a righty arm, which is nice. Too. Yeah, I mean we win and lose a lot there, and so to have a, a good piece there, I'm excited by. Yeah. Curtis, how about and you? I, and I'm glad that Hanson's going to way away to the Angels, so we won't face him a lot. I don't know. What might have been nice to have faced him? Those home run balls were pretty easy to hit, it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Curtis? Uh, I was extremely excited. I, I just think Hanson is, is toast, frankly. Um, and, and I guess at the beginning of the season, I mean, you know, we could potentially see both guys, right? Because um, well, I want their... There not be two. I mean, if Hanson's gone, no, because it'll be Medlin, Hudson, Minor, Mahalam. Ah, okay. Yeah. I was thinking one of the, I was thinking Beachy in there. I mean, right. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's time. I mean, I think it's time that that um, I, I just don't think Hanson has it much left to provide to us other than what we've seen. I mean, maybe a good spot start here or there, but and and unfortunately, he was going to get the opportunity to continue to trot back out there. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, on the one hand, he was very affordable still. He's not a, he's not a free agent until 15, I think. Um, but, you know, when your velocity continues to go down, when your control continues to elude you, I mean, his second half was so awful. And every time it was like, yeah, I just couldn't locate my fastball. I couldn't locate this. I couldn't locate that. I mean, it's a real problem. He gave up 27 homers. Yeah. In 2012. I mean, he was untrustworthy. You know, I mean, he was like he J.J. Bad yeah. at the end. I mean, that's where he was with us. He, You had more angst with him than quality starts. And he just became very unreliable there at the very end. He became like Derek Lowe. Yeah. I mean, you know, back in the day when D.Lo was at his prime in that situation. <laughs> so, guys, isn't it insane that uh, – you know, both J.J., who was non-tendered this week, and Hansen are just no longer part of the organization. 
it seems weird. It's a little surreal that all of a sudden those two guys who looked like, you know, as early as, you know, the first half of 2011. My God, J.J. could have started the All-Star game in 2011. He was having right. such an amazing season. And Hansen was still looking good at the beginning of 2011 as well. And now they're just both gone. It's just strange. Yeah, I mean, you remember that article that was written in, like, the Detroit Free Press or something about how uh, the, the the Tigers had potentially been John Smoltz again with J.J. Right. And, uh, you know, that how they could continue to give away these amazing future Hall of Fame pitchers. Sad. I mean, I, you know, it's it's sad that it turned out that way for both of those guys. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, and it's it's also interesting. It's like this Boris cleansing with both of those guys, and obviously Lowe is gone, yeah. and, and Bourne, Bourne is gone. So they're they're kind of cleaning house of all the Boris related people as well. It's interesting. I I really do hope. I mean, obviously Hanson's with the team. I hope that JJ gets picked up by someone and gets another chance. You know, he was always so likable. I mean, I, I found him more likable than. Than Hanson, not not a knock on Tommy, but I just you know JJ just to me was always more rootable. Nice guy. Well, yeah. two words: yeah. Bruce Chin. I mean that guy still yeah. pitches the league. So the Kansas sort of Kansas City Royals loom for JJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, but it does. I mean, it does make you thankful that we had not given up the other prospects in trades. You know. You know, so I mean, it shows you the need to have that many quality prospects behind your starting rotation because you never know, or that you, you know? that you continue to draft guys. I mean, you know, there's probably yeah. a point. I remember when we were talking to Kevin Goldstein or something, and I asked him, I was like, "Do they draft anyone but pitchers?" And um, you know, here's clearly why. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Um, so you know, so some other pieces of news since we. Uh, since we did our last show. So David Ross, no longer with the team, he got a two-year, gosh, I don't remember, I think it's like $11.5 million or No, no or, it's $6 million. It's $6, six million. million. Sorry, I was doubling yeah. the sixes. Yeah, yeah, a two-year $6 million, uh deal with the Red Sox to be part of their catching core. I know they, they have a couple of catchers there already. Um, Salto Lamacchia. Yeah, Salto Lamacchia is one of them, that's right. Yeah. Um, good for him. Yeah, great, for him. great for him. Sad to see him go, though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll be, you know, and so the the Braves signed uh, Gerald Laird, uh, career backup catcher. Who's, you know, look, he's exactly the guy that you want to be your backup catcher. Ross was kind of one in a million. I mean, it's been years now where we've been saying folks on, you know, MLB Network and baseball tonight have been saying best you know, best backup catcher in baseball. And, you know, you're only going you know, to, it, it's not like you're going to have that very often. But Gerald Laird will be right. fine. And we're going to see a lot of Gerald Laird the first month of the season with Max still uh, recovering from his surgery. Um, and the other piece of news was that Peter Moylan also got non-tendered this week. Um, but, you know, the Braves have left open the possibility that they will re-sign him if they can uh, get him cheap enough. They didn't say that in the press release. Right. <laughs> emphasis, <laughs> emphasis added by Steve. <laughs> exactly. Emphasis in words added by Steve. Um, so, you know, and also sad to see Moylan go. I mean, again, you know, seemed like a super nice guy, rootable, had some big moments for us. And, you know, looked looked pretty good, frankly, when he came back uh, 
at the end of 2012. Had some good yeah. news for us. Um, all right, guys. So look, back to the Upton signing. Um, insofar as center field is now set, uh, this is Sunday night, so tomorrow the winter meetings begin in Nashville, where you know job one is to sign our left fielder. Um, so who do you predict will be our next fielder as, as far as what we know now? I mean, the names being thrown out there are, you know, Ryan Ludwig, Cody Ross, Angel Pagan, Victorino. You know, I've seen people banding about Ichiro's name. If, do you guys have a gut feel now, Curtis? No, not really. Uh, you know, I, I would love for them to go and do something crazy like, Signing for Upton's brother, you know, trading for him, um, going and getting him. I mean, I, I know that that's probably a pipe dream, and I know from what I've read, the diamond. Would you give up? Would you give up Simmons? No, absolutely not. I mean, I you can't replace shortstops are about as hard to replace as really good number one starters. So, um, and since we've now worked through three in the past, you know, that we've gotten, or at least we've gotten rid of two, I guess. We can no longer consider uh, Unell as a big loss, but uh, oh, hey, we, we get up. to see Unell uh, eighteen times. That is true. Newest, newest Marlin. Miami Marlin. That's right. Um, <laughs> what a perfect. But place. yeah, you know, honestly, I, I was joking with Ham, but I, I, I think the Victorino thing. I, I think that that is is a possibility. I think that becomes a, a bigger possibility as the days. I mean, they've still got a good bit of money if if what they say yeah, is true that they've got ten million. I mean, yeah, dollars. they've got thirteen or fourteen million to sign this guy and then two bench spots. So figure ten or eleven yeah. for this left fielder. God, you're not. I mean, Victorino made nine and a half million. Um, at the end of his, what was the end of a three-year contract here in, in 2012? I mean, what would you pay for Victorino? Seven, eight, six, seven? God, I wouldn't even want to pay that much. And Ham, bad news, Juan Pierre got signed. I think he signed with Miami as well. So. God, those 32 homers are going to be hard to, uh, yes. <laughs> to <Career>. find elsewhere. <laughs> um, you know... Ryan Ludwig, not you know, he had a great year, but it was sort of it was like a career home run year for him last year. He's thirty two or thirty three. I don't want Ludwig. Yeah, I don't want Ludwig. Cody, I would take Cody Ross. I would take Cody Ross. That would be my pick of that group. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to get Cody Ross. Somehow, I just feel like, based on nothing, the Angel Pagan would come here and just go into an enormous funk. You know, I don't know why. Cody Ross just feels right. Um, but he's going to get some, you know, he's going to get multiple years and some serious money, I think. Would you pay three years, $24 million for Cody Ross? God, no. He was 267, 326 OBP, 22 homers this past year. Still no. Yeah. I bet he would get. He'll probably get that. Though. I do. I do think he'll get like three for twenty-four, three for twenty-one, yeah. something like that. What about Insanity. three for twenty-one, Kurt? I maybe. I just that these numbers just. I mean, it's it's almost like seven million dollars once you reach a certain age in baseball and you're still around. It's just a it's just a foregone conclusion that that's how much money you're going to make, yeah. and that just. So maybe that's the maybe that's the going rate, but that just seems incredibly high for 
Cody get. Ross. And, and you know, and, it, and it, it, that also totally ties the Braves. Where you know, if they've got to make a move a, 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 by the trade deadline, got to pick a piece up, then they don't have a lot of money to work with. So maybe they're maybe they're only going to spend four or five million. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think they'll spend north of seven on this list. Yeah, I mean, it I seems really like do. they're going for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like they're they're legitimately taking an interest in the team and spending some money, at least on the back. And why of Liberty, not? The starting so. rotation should only be better. Yeah. The lineup. I mean, obviously, Chipper is a huge, huge piece gone. Um, you know, but the lineup looks stout. The bullpen could be better. I mean, yeah. But we'll save all that optimism for the Washington. Yeah. For the, so basically, what this thing is saying also is that by not having to sign and pay for Bourne, that uh, the Nationals would thereby have the money to potentially go out and get cranky. Cranky. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Ooh. So big week coming up. I mean, hopefully, the before this week is over, we've got our left fielder. Um, and we'll be back at it next weekend with another show. But we will, um, of course, be back once that next move occurs. And um, that's the show. All right. So, as always, check us out at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com for past shows, to check out our blogs, and to post in our comments section. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visid us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem, it's a hard thing to admit. Had to get on the program, it ain't an easy road when you quit. Had to make peace with my enemies, accept the power greater than my... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.